The following podcast is a Dear Media production. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha! Hello, it's a solo episode today. I'm going to tell you all about my experience, all the juicy details with AirSculpt. I did like a whole Instagram story highlight on it, but I thought to give it more context, a podcast episode would work well. So it's not necessarily true that this is a solo episode because I do have a special guest here who's sort of going to help me with this episode. She's going to feed me questions. I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, I am Katie, and I'm Michael and Lauren's senior executive assistant. And Lauren surprised me with doing this uh, about two minutes ago. So (laughs) I surprised her with doing this. I said, listen, your TikToks are blowing up on TikTok, and I need someone to ask me all of the questions that you guys have asked me. So Katie's going to be the question asker today. I can't wait. Let's do this. The thing about Katie that you guys should know is that she's sort of a jack of all trades. She does all different kinds of things and random, random adventures. Like she's going to Dan Bilzerian's house with us on Friday. You never kind of know what you're going to get with this job. No, it really is. You say it all the time. Like it's a, it is a bag of checks mix and it's like that in the office. It's like that at the house. It's like that in the car, the side of the freeway, when you run out of gas. It's everything. You have to be flexible. No, you do. And if you if you can't be flexible, if you can't work through it, you will not last very long around here. So yeah. You know what this job reminds me of before we get into AirSculpt? Is it reminds me, did you have this the toy where it's like Stretch Armstrong? Yes. Okay. And you like stretch, Google yeah. Stretch Armstrong, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about. You like stretch the Stretch Armstrong in 20 different directions. <laughs> I have no limit. I've been stretched around the world like 15 times. So like today you were helping me get out the door, but I also was asking you if you could make me cinnamon raisin sourdough toast. Yeah, it's on my calendar for Sunday. <laughs> to like bake the bread, you guys, not like go grab me a piece of toast. No, homemade style. Only the best for the queen. And now you're on the podcast. I'm shitting my pants. No, don't. But I'm excited. This is fun. And I think this is good. It's we're going to ask the hard hitting questions and there's a lot to cover. Okay. So, first, just to give you guys context, I decided to do air sculpt on my arms initially. And so the whole thing was, was that I was going to fly to Miami and meet with Dr. Rollins, who is the inventor of AirSculpt. And he's been on the podcast before. You have to listen to his episode if you haven't. And I was going to AirSculpt my arms and, <laughs> I mean, get those tight toned arms that I had before I had babies. And I was going to sort of showcase the process and see what I liked about it and just share it. But when I got there, he was like, you know what? While you're doing this, why not just do a little out of your love handles and underneath your jawline? Not like my actual chin, but underneath my jawline. And I was like, you know what? YOLO, let's do it. So that those are the three areas that I did as you listen to this episode that will help give context. And I think the best way to do this is to just immediately drop in with all the audience's questions. We asked you guys on my Instagram story and you sent in 
thousands of questions. So I'm going to let Katie surprise me and we'll take it from there. Starting off super easy and general, everyone wants to know basically what was the prep like? What was the initial prep work you had to go through with the doctor, with the nurses, um, all the lead up to the day of surgery? That's a great question, Katie. And I love how you're taking us through the story. Very smart of you. Yes. (laughs) The prep was, is I think like two days before the air sculpt procedure, they call you and they have you fill prescriptions. And I think one of the prescriptions was for pain. And then I do think there's like an antibiotic that's very short that they put you on to make sure nothing gets infected. And so I went to my pharmacy, I got it filled. And then they don't want you like drinking a bunch of alcohol, I think the week before, because you don't want your blood to be thin and they don't want you on any kind of blood thinner. So I think getting rid of like omegas in your supplement routine is wise. And then from, you know, I just got on a plane. I think it was Friday morning with Michael. We got on a plane from Austin and we flew to Miami and I had a breakfast. They want you to eat like a good breakfast. So it's not like surgery where you can't eat anything. Because you didn't go under. Because I didn't go under. You don't go under. And that's what's so cool about it. It's a procedure in the office. And so I had, I think I had two poached eggs, some egg whites, a piece of toast, and some green tea. I didn't do any coffee because I didn't want to like be crazy on the table. All right. And what was the process of, again, deciding what area to do? I know you wanted to do your arms, but when he had mentioned doing the love handles and under your chin, was that like, did he draw on you? Did he like poke around and prod on you to decide and make suggestions for other parts of your body? How did that go? So it's a very respectful process. What happens is they give you like a a disposable bra and underwear, I think. And then you sort of like you're not naked. You're obviously covering your vagina and your boobs. And you you go through with the doctor what's bothering you. And for me, what was bothering me is that I had just had my second baby like seven months ago and my arms were had this like hormonal puff and I wanted sort of like, this is weird, but like a divot in my arm. And I asked him if he could do that. And he said, yes. And then I also wanted to know, because I loved collecting data about what else I could do if I was doing it. And he said, well, you could do your love handles. It's not like a huge thing. And you also could do underneath the jawline. And he said a lot of people, when they get a procedure on their body, like to also do the jawline because it's so quick. I think the jawline took like 20 minutes and because they're already doing it anyways and you're already going through all the things that you need to go through to get there. So it's like if you can pinch an inch, he said you can do it. So I'll give you like a little bit of context around this. Michael asked him if he should get air sculpt on his jawline. And of course, the doctor said no. He snatched. But then Weston, my best friend, came in and harassed the doctor while we were podcasting. And the doctor said Weston could get it. So everyone's different. It's not like everyone is eligible to get their jawline and chin done. Yeah. And it, that that was a lot of questions too. People are asking like, is everyone a candidate or are there people that aren't candidates? And I think it's obviously subjective to what the doctor thinks. Totally. And, and you should know if you go in and you want to get one area and you're already there and you want to get the the jawline on top of that, like great do you. And if you don't, he doesn't like put pressure on you 
So it was very, very relaxed when I went in. I think that that's so important when you're getting any kind of procedure or surgery is to have an environment that has a good energy. Like you don't want to go into like a factory situation where it's super sterile and uncomfortable. When I went in to Dr. Rollins' office, it was great music, soft energy. The staff was really nice. It was seamless. They were moving me from room to room. It was no awkwardness. It was just like a really nice experience. And I appreciate that because it was hitting the five senses, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I remember they had to like a patient coordinator. I mean, they were serious about the experience and making sure that you were not, you know, worked up too much before your procedure. That was something that was important to them as well. Totally. I came in with like really calm, relaxed vibes. You don't want to go in after drinking two cups of coffee and maybe you had a margarita the night before. You want to go in with a clear head just because it is a procedure. For sure. Absolutely. Segwaying from procedure, everyone wants to know how psychotic it was or how seamless it was to be awake during this and not put under. Like, what was your experience? Get into it. I am so afraid of needles. I'm so afraid of them. It's unreal. I'm not as afraid of them if it has to do with beauty. I have something like... Well, you can see those results. A disorder. <laughs> yeah, you can see the results. I have like a disorder with medical things and and needles. So this was not definitely as bad, but I still just don't like needles. I think that what's so great about this is they give you a Xanax, like kind of when you're starting to pick your areas or after you pick your areas. So you're starting to relax. So by the time you you get into the room to do air sculpt, you're already like relaxed and zen. And then I think they also give you something else to relax you and they're numbing you as they're going. So what I did is the whole entire time I closed my eyes. He said that I am probably the first person that he's ever worked on that closed their eyes the entire procedure. I did not want to see anything out of sight, out of mind. I was like the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys. Like I don't, I didn't want to see it. You would have knocked yourself out. Yeah, I would have fainted. So and but also, but here's the thing. You're laying down, so you're not gonna faint. You're comfortable. It I don't think it hurt. And you also have laughing gas. Laughing gas is incredible. (laughs) It's almost like you had four glasses of rose and you're at a boozy brunch talking with friends. You also get to pick the music that's playing while you're getting the procedure done. So I picked Bossa Nova, of course. And it was so cool because the doctor told me that he plays Bossa Nova, I think, on the sax. I hope I'm getting that right. Dr. Rollins. Multifaceted. He had a whole playlist that was already Bossa Nova inspired. And so the vibe was like good energy. The two nurses that helped were incredible. They were so helpful. Everything was like very good vibration. Okay. So being awake really wasn't, it was like a non-issue. It was a non-issue. It was like you had four glasses of wine. Yeah. That's wonderful, actually. And you're getting the fat gone. (laughs) I love it. Kind of a dream. I know. I know. (laughs) Could do that like right now doing this podcast. No, it was not bad being awake. And you guys, I am so petrified of like needles and and like I said procedures that I would be the one that would be scared and it was fine love it yeah yeah that's great and then during the process did you 
feel them poking and prodding? I mean, I know you said you're numb, but people are wondering, like, did you feel any kind of like tickle or like pressure or anything at all? You feel pressure. You definitely feel pressure. What it describe it? Like, what did it feel like? It's if like could... pressure. Like you feel like a pressure. Like something's happening, but you can't really feel it. Yeah. And the numbing is like it feels like airs hitting you cold air. But okay. I'm telling you, you're like having so much fun with the laughing gas that I mean, it's yeah. really a non-issue. Like Love for it. me, that yeah. was my experience. Like, I mean, I was like, this is this is in a way this is fun. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> how long did the procedure take from start to finish? And I know you did three areas. So in every area, I'm sure took a different amount of time. But what was the total like we're starting the procedure and OK, you're done. Let's go to recovery. Do you recall? It's it's goes by in a snap because you are on laughing gas and and you're on Xanax. So it goes by very quickly. But I would say if I had to look back, I was a little woozy. It was like an hour and a half, maybe that's, an hour and 20 minutes. I was going to say, I think that's what I had like in your calendar. So I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah, you fucking tell me how long yeah, the procedure I'm pretty was. Sure it was an hour and a half. OK, that's awesome. OK, let me see here. What is the difference between this and liposuction in, in your terms? Obviously, I know we could have like a whole medical conversation, but how was it explained to you as it being different than liposuction? So what I would recommend if you really want to know the actual scientific difference is to go listen to the episode with Dr. Rollins. And Katie's going to tell you what number that is. So you guys can go back and listen. But basically what AirSculpt is, is it's a body contouring. And it's minimally invasive. So instead of using like a scalpel or a surgical incision used in liposuction, it enters with air pressure. And it has this patented spinning technology that gently like plucks the fat out. It's really crazy. The incision areas look like a speck of a freckle. Like you can't see anything really. And there's no stitches. So you don't even need really a follow-up visit. There's also no general anesthesia like liposuction. And what I noticed is there's way less downtime. Like it was faster recovery. I've seen a lot of my friends get liposuction and they're down and out. This was so fast. Like I... I hope that no one's listening, but I was in the gym pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know if that's allowed. But it was very, very quick. And... Also, like the hardest part of the entire thing, honestly, was wearing the garments. I knew you were going to say the that. The garments were the most uncomfortable. And that has nothing to really do with the procedure. You just have to wear these contouring compression wear garments. And that was the hardest part. Yeah, there's a lot of questions about that specifically. Quickly, it's episode number 540, the secret Hollywood fat loss procedure everyone's doing, but no one's talking about. Dr. Aaron Rollins, again great episode, very educational. But the garments, I remember when you came back, you were like head to toe squeezed into this black mask like a psycho. <laughs> it's actually the contact photo when you call me because it's so Amazing. funny. Lauren was like shopping at Prada like the next day in all of her crazy <laughs> garments. and She had her glasses and she was drinking champagne. It's just textbook, Lauren. Don't um, drink champagne or work out or shop at Prada the next it day. Was, it was for the shot. Maybe she wasn't really drinking. I, no, I was drinking champagne. I had a couple sips. Just a couple sips. So, You're not supposed fine. to do that, that's though. That's fine. 
Yeah, it was it was way less downtime, I think, than liposuction from what I've heard. Like people say that you are scars and bruising and long term swelling and there can be like sort of like a ripple effect with lipo. And I just really experienced natural looking like smooth skin. It was very minimal on the recovery. There was no like scars or bruising. It was very, very, very easy. Yeah. So those are the differences. I think if you want to get liposuction to me, it seems, it seems like a very almost barbaric situation. And this felt like a softer, easier, more seamless way to do it. I mean, we've all watched like botched and any of those shows that show cosmetic procedures. And when they're doing liposuction, it's like that long rod they're shoving it. I mean, it looks disgusting and it looks awful and painful. Yeah, this wasn't like that. This was right. this was like a very like light touch. The person who invented it, Dr. Rollins, really did it in a way that was new age. Like I feel like he evolved the conversation around liposuction to create air sculpt. Right. And it is like sculpting. I mean, he's like an artist. It's like, it's like all... body contouring. Yeah. Yeah. He's absolutely. able to really contour and put the curve like my divot that I wanted. Absolutely. What was basically your recovery like? I know we talked about it for two seconds about the garments being the worst part, but what was the protocol with how long you had to wait to work out before you could be totally active and all that kind of stuff on the backside of the surgery. I want to say that they say to work out after four weeks. What my thing is, is I really listen to my body. And I know doctors maybe don't want to hear that. I definitely would check with your own air sculpt doctor, but I listen to my body and immediately and Dr. Rawlings recommended this was I walked. So I was up walking the next morning on the beach for two miles. Like I, I wanted to get that lymphatic system going. And so I walked every single day. I did like 10,000 steps a day. And then when I felt like I was ready to lift weights, I started very like I didn't go very heavy. I think it's one of those things where you do have to listen to your body and talk with your doctor because it is so circumstantial. Do you feel like now that you're so far out post-op, do you feel like you've achieved the results that you wanted? Do you feel like you would go back for more? Do you feel like it did exactly what you had signed up for? I feel like it did exactly what I signed up for. I notice a difference when I even see like podcast video in my jawline underneath my jaw. Like it's just less puffy. I also am very happy with the results that I got from my arms, especially because that was the main concern. I don't think I need to go back. I think it, I got the results that I want. And now for me, it's about putting in the work. I do so many different wellnessy things. So this was sort of like the cherry on top. If you're coming to AirSculpt and you want it to be the only tool in your toolbox, that's not what this is. This is a tool in the toolbox. So for me, I work out seven days a week. I walk seven days a week. I eat a ton of protein. I'm constantly refining my diet. I cold plunge, I sauna, I do a lot of wellness things. So to me, this was just another tool in the toolbox. And I think that's really important to talk about, you know, with everyone that's listening is it's not like this one, this one magic wand thing that's going to change your life. It's going to enhance your life and it's going to definitely refine things, but you have to also put in the work in other areas. Right. There's not a a fix all to one problem. Yes, absolutely. There's so many questions about your before and after 
and pictures and stuff. And I can answer that one. If you just go to her Instagram, she posted her before and after shots as well there. So you can head to her post and check out those before and afters. But do you have anything to add on a before and after? What do you mean specifically? What do, What's the question about the before and after? So obviously you didn't take a photo like before and then the same photo after. Like, do you feel like what you're seeing in the mirror before and what you're seeing in the mirror after? Again, you said you feel like you achieved those goals. Yeah, I think that that, that there's a noticeable difference. Yeah, I, I, I notice a difference. I'm not, I know it's not, yeah, you're, you're with me every day. I don't know if you notice yeah. a difference. It wasn't about though, like all these people noticing a difference. It was about what I, what I sort of wanted. Right. I approach every procedure like that. It's like, what do I want? I, I've approached my taking my implants out the same way. What do I want? It's not about what other people want. I wanted to try this procedure because I am someone who loves sort of being on the pulse with beauty. And I thought that this was really interesting. And I'd heard great things. And I talked to a lot of doctors behind the scenes. And I mean, really amazing doctors. I talked to Dr. Dennis Gross too. He raved about it. I just heard a lot of great things. And I thought, I think I'm the per perfect person to try this and to give my honest opinion. So speaking of hearing it around, and I'm thinking like social media, you know, this is technically something that you know, a lot of these celebrities are doing and not talking about. And why, A, did you choose to talk about it? And why aren't other people talking about it? So here's the thing. There's so many celebrities and people who are royals and influencers who are getting air sculpt done. And they're literally like, I've heard stories where they're like getting married two days later, like after they got it done. So and their garments. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. But the point is, is like, this is such it's it, it is a quick results. Like you see the results very quickly. So a lot of people are getting air sculpt done before events or whatever to contour the body. And no one is talking about it that I've seen. And I really don't mind being someone that talks about things like this. I am someone who lays it on the table. I'm an oversharer. And I have, you know, been talking about things like this since I launched my blog. That's what the blog's foundation was based on, was talking about these taboo things that no one else was talking about. So for me, it's just another day. It's not a big deal for me to share this. Do I think everyone needs to share it? No. If you don't want to share that you got this done, then get it done. But my thing is when people go out of their way to lie about it. That's where it's like, when you're telling Vogue magazine that you literally have never gotten anything done, like you're not being honest. Just don't say anything at all or own it. Right. I, that's what I told. I told Weston too. I was like, own it. Who cares? Like you're a guy who wanted to get his chin snatched. <laughs> Fucking own it and move on with life. Like no one really cares. Right. I think I didn't no. get one nasty DM. People were just curious. Right. And I think if you're sharing it, it opens up, you know, the stigma. It opens up the mystery. And I don't think people have any issues with that. And if they do, I mean, they need to look inward. But also, if you have an issue with me sharing this, I'm not the one to follow. Exactly. Like plain and simple. That's that's the bottom line. How did you find out about AirSculpt and find Dr. Rollins? Was it through social media? Was it through someone specifically? 
how did you even learn about AirSculpt in the beginning? That's a great question. No one's ever asked me that. Actually, I found out about it years ago through Shannon Mokler. Is that how you say her name? She was married to Travis Barker. And she did AirSculpt on like an ET special. And then I had heard about it multiple times on social media. And I heard about it on like ET, Access Hollywood. And I started to get interested in it. And when this opportunity came up to try it, I jumped at the chance. But I want to say, and I think this is really important, that it's not like I just sign up for anything blindly. I did my research. I talked to other doctors. I talked to other people in this industry. I talked to people who had gotten it done. I hopped on the phone with Stephanie, who is the COO, and her whole team. There was a lot of conversation and thought behind getting this. I try to be someone who is informed when I make a decision about something that is beauty procedure or my health. I really try to get all of the toothpaste out of the toothpaste tube. I don't just like nonchalantly make a decision. And you know that because you see my calendar. Yes. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Can be confirmed. (laughs) What happens with the fat? Does it get dissolved? Does it get evaporated? Does it get sucked out? Does it go into a tank? So you can take the fat that they take out and put it in another area. I did not do that. Okay. I, The fat went out into like a, a tank. <laughs> go listen to the episode. <laughs> the to water the, cooler. <laughs> the right verbiage on this. But it, ca- it came out of my body and it stayed out of my body. And we, I, I don't really visually know exactly because my eyes were closed. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, that's you just one of those know what things, it looks like. Yeah. The, it, the fat was out, though. I did not do a fat transfer. A lot of people I know, Jordana, I think her name is from Siesta Keys, did a whole special on AirSculpt and she took the fat and put it in her butt. So you can put it other places. Is that something that Dr. Rollins would have been able to do like that day or is that a different procedure? Yeah, they can do it right away. So if you're into that, you can look into that on their site. I'm sure there's like a whole category on fat transferring. So now that you know what you know and you know your experience and everything from start to finish, would you do it again? And if yes, would you do a different area? What would you attack next? I would not do it again at this moment because I'm happy with the results that I have. If down the line I wanted something done, I would definitely lean towards air sculpt. Yes. Like if I wanted if I wanted an area to be carved out and body contoured, yes, I'm going for air sculpt, That's not liposuction. So it's hard to I don't really want anything done right, right now. No, that's, I mean, that's a perfect answer. Yeah. You're happy I mean, with the results yeah. and you don't need anything else. Yeah. I have had a 10 out of 10 experience with this whole thing. And it's just been so easy. It's almost crazy. I think the technology is absolutely incredible. Back to the recovery, because that was the part that, you know, you went home and did on your own. What wellness tricks that you always go to for inflammation and anything else did you work into your recovery process? Yeah, I t- I take my wellness very seriously. And what I mean by that is my wellness is on my calendar. And I think maybe you can speak to this too. I look at my day as more than just a day. I look at it and my let taught me this as almost like a three-parter. And so to me, the work is in the middle. And it's bookend with wellnessy self-care kids. And 
when it came to a procedure like this, I even up it even more. So with this, there was lymphatic massage afterwards. There was lots of walking. This is all scheduled in my calendar too. This is not just like, I think I'll walk today. It is a non-negotiable in my calendar. There was meditating to like calm my brain. There was trying to do low sodium diet. So I did have a cookie right after I got out of the procedure, but I was high, <laughs> which is so funny in just a position. But other than that, it was like really low sodium foods, a lot of electrolytes, supplementing. I also went to my facialist at the road and I did acupuncture and a lot of facial massage, which is so amazing to like flush the system, tons of water. And I created space to heal on my calendar. So that meant, you know, emails from bed sometimes or taking calls from bed, freeing up some space. But I do think that that that's an important thing to note is you can say you're going to do all this wellness stuff. But if you don't have it, like, in my opinion, in your calendar, holding you accountable, it's very easy to miss. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that. So walks in your calendar are in yellow. Meditation time is in gray. I mean, it's it's there. Like, it's not a lie. It can be confirmed. It is super important to you. And we do schedule around it. I think there, you know, sometimes people might get frustrated with me, like gatekeeping your calendar. But it's, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not centered and you're not you know, your best self for the day, those calls, they could literally not even happen. Like if you're not even going to be focused and aware of what is going on on this call or trying to be creative to think of something and be, you know, in a team sense and like brainstorming, like if you're not 100%, you might as well not even do it. A hundred percent. And I think especially when it comes to any kind of recovery, it's important to not just focus on the procedure or the surgery or whatever you're getting, but also to plan four weeks after to make sure that you have space to heal effectively. I would not be an effective businesswoman and mother and wife if I was not able to do things that make me feel my best. And I'm never going to apologize for that. I have to have space to wrap my head around things. I have to have space to have clarity. And so even if even if you just had a baby, you also want to have time on your calendar instead of having to just like jump back into whatever you're doing. So it's just as important to schedule the procedure and before the procedure as it is to schedule after the procedure. And I'm not saying you need to take a month off after air sculpt. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying add micro moments after you get, if you do get a procedure, you do try air sculpt, add those micro moments in your calendar. Right. And I think like from my perspective, I work a pretty standard nine to five, give or take most standard, not standard, but you know what I mean? Like I, (laughs) I'm boots on the ground. I'm running around, you know, I'm, I'm working these things into my day, even though I don't really have a lot of time left at the end of the day. And I still make it happen. And I think if you are going to prioritize healing recovery or any type of, you know, post-surgery, post-baby, post-whatever, I think there is time in the day. There always is. And my husband says it to me all the time, too. And I hear you guys say it. I mean, if it's important to you and it's worth it to you, you will make the time. And that is, I mean, take that home. Like, Well, there's also ways to get creative, right? Like if you have calls all day, take a walk while you're taking the call. If you are on your phone scrolling at night, instead, read a book. If you have kids and they're awake at 7 a.m., like my kids, then wake up at six and meditate for 
a half an hour and get get your situation organized. Like if you don't have access to a cold plunge pool, do a freezing cold shower. And those I, are all free. Those are all free. <laughs> and here's the thing is I I was a very, very broke bartender for a long time. And I always was finding avenues to be resourceful and get creative. And so I know it can be done. There's so many different ways that you can do things for free. We have access to the internet and YouTube. So the point is of, of this is that if you do try air sculpt and you have a great experience, make sure you also are putting in and padding your day with those micro wellness moments so you can really recover. But I will say I was not like laying in bed all day. I was, no. I was up. I was up. She was up. You yeah, guys, she was, was working. She was emailing. She was, texting. I was emailing. <laughs> Overall, I had an incredible experience with AirSculpts. I thought that this episode would help answer all of your questions. I highly recommend going back and listening to episode 540 with Dr. Rollins. He answers all your questions from a doctor's standpoint. And I'll let you know how it goes with Weston. I'll be sharing my Instagram story content with you guys. He can't wait. He can't wait. He's so excited. He's going to be so snatched. He's going to have a Brad Pitt jawline. It's going to be so sharp. Sexy Wessie, watch out. <laughs> Katie, where can everyone find you to follow all your food recipes? I'm on Instagram at Hangry Hobson. And thank you so much for letting me interview you. This that was, was fun. so much fun. And if you want to check out Air Sculpt, I would highly recommend going to their Instagram at Elite Body Sculpture. And you receive a small complimentary area when you book a procedure if you go to airsculpt.com slash skinny. There's all different kinds of areas you could do. You could do a hip flip, a BBL. You could do your pubic bone, your leg, your chin, your back, arms, all the things. So go to airsculpt.com slash skinny to see more details. And you can also see real people and real results. Also, the Skinny Confidential tools, if you are healing from any kind of procedure or surgery, are amazing. First of all, I used the ice roller. I had like a chin strap that I had to wear and I used it on top of the chin strap every single day. It felt amazing. I rolled upward and then took it down my neck to drain the lymphatic fluid. And then I'm obsessed with the facial massager to use on the neck especially when you want to really activate and stimulate the lymphatic system. So those two tools were definitely in my air sculpt recovery toolbox. Ice roller is such a move if you're recovering. It just feels so good. Katie, thanks for coming on. That was fun. Let's do this again soon. Yes, let's. <laughs>